1: I'm Jason Eichler and before we get started we want to make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel right down there And if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud subscribe there and rate and comment as well If you want to participate in the conversation today we're using the hashtag spotlight on Because we have a very special guest singer-songwriter Celeste Buckingham is here Hey, how
2: you guys doing? Hi
1: Thanks for coming in today Thank you for having me so this is your new single we're coming into unpredictable yes are you excited to get new music out
2: i am very excited to get new music out it's been a while so i'm very happy to be able to release something
1: we're gonna dive into that in a second but first we want to get to know you a little bit more so we're gonna put you in the hot seat i'm just gonna give you a bunch of random questions and just say the first thing that pops in your head all right cool okay favorite app (sighs) nine gag what is that?
2: Oh, it's the coolest. It's it's a complete waste of time, but it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Are you oh, <laughs> Our see, engineer, Steven, our is into yes, that. Yes, fellow 9gagger. Hi. <laughs> um, it's a entire community of people that share... Um, funny posts news posts um you know and it's also got a culture of memes it's like the next big thing with like online memes and stuff oh so. i feel so
1: behind <laughs> i'm mean, gonna get on check that Check it out;
2: it's really cool so that's got to be my favorite i mean besides like you know skype and, and yeah. texting it's like my favorite app
1: song you wish you'd written a
2: song i wish i'd written um proud mary by tina i can tina cerner or um bang bang jesse J. Nicki oh Minaj i can kind of hear both Grande. of those influences bang, bang in your music yeah so I love songs with attitude I love female songs attitude attitude. and
1: soul you got a lot of soul in your voice thank you okay um, coffee or tea
2: whoo that's a tough one um, cause I had a dad who drink coffee only and a mom who drinks tea only. Oh. So I kind of get both in the house. I got to say Like a chai
1: both. tea latte. Oh no, it's no. Like,
2: my mom is, drinks classic black tea with oh, okay. special oh, I sugar. I that's like the
1: combination of both. Yeah, you I could do like chai okay. tea lattes
2: actually. It's my favorite thing at Starbucks too.
1: <laughs> the Oprah chai. Yes.
2: Yes. I just had there one. You know. There They're
1: we go. <laughs> Brought to you by Oprah. Um, <laughs> worst habit.
2: Oh God. Um, I don't know if I should admit this. I smoke. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna know, lie yeah. about it. I'm, I'm trying to quit though. So that's good. As yeah. long
1: as you're trying, I
2: am trying my best. But that's like my worst. I used to bite my fingernails too when I was a oh, kid. Okay. When I was little, I used to have that bad habit. So,
1: um, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning,
2: um, I make breakfast.
1: Are you a big breakfast eater?
2: No, I don't eat a lot, but I always eat something. I think it's really healthy for you to have something going in the morning. And it's I'm also told by like people, you know, people who are into nutrition and, and healthy eating, and breakfast is the most important meal meal of the day. So I try to, and I used to not eat breakfast at all. So um, I try to do, you know, I'll have like salmon with with eggs and a piece of toast, or I'll have like a piece of toast with butter and jam. So I'm not a big breakfast, but I always have coffee or tea in the morning.
1: Probably especially when you're traveling.
2: Right, right. But you can also get that, you know, when you go for breakfast at the hotel, or if you, you know, yeah, it, it, you can get like scrambled at least you can get scrambled eggs uh-huh. and bacon so i get and something cereal. in me yep
1: uh last song you downloaded
2: who um it was. Hang on, I've been downloading a lot of music recently. Um, I have to say, it was "She Knows" Neo and Juicy J.
1: Oh, okay, that's good. She
2: knows. It's. It's. I like it. I don't know why. I just do.
1: <laughs> um, and the last movie you saw.
2: Last movie I saw in the movie theaters or sure. just um, or, wherever. Uh, no, the last movie I I saw was uh, Kingsman secret oh oh, was that good it was great I loved it it was so crazy action filled and it was really cynical and sarcastic and funny but Colin Firth was perfect in that movie
1: do you think you would ever do acting
2: I have done acting yeah yeah I've I've played in um, like live action documentaries and then I've played in like a full length feature film and so I've done some of that yeah
1: do you think more of that is coming up in the future? I'd love to do that.
2: I would love to. Yeah, we're actually. I've been doing a few auditions and, and stuff like that. I mean, right now the priority is the music. Yeah. But I would love to get into acting. I really oh. enjoy
1: it. And last time you lied.
2: Oof! Last time I lied, God. Um. Well, just I don't lie, but I just sometimes, like you know, you tell your mom, like you know, yeah, yeah, mom, I'm on it, I'll do it, I promise. <laughs> and then you, you, you kind of don't. Yeah, I think that's like one of the, I don't lie in general. I try to be honest. That's so. good.
1: Okay, let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about when you first got into music.
2: Who? I mean, I've been singing since I can remember. My mom said when I was a, like a toddler, I'd run around coming up with my own song lyrics. Oh, really? And I mean, it was gibberish, but you know, I used to, I always used to sing. And then when I was six or seven, I started taking, my mom sent me to class to sing, like singing training, vocal training. Um, so I've been singing my whole life. And I started writing when I was about 10, 11. I started like taking yeah. it seriously. I wanted to be a songwriter. Um, and then when I was 15, um, I got into a reality show. Um, in europe which is something similar to idol very it's literally almost the same thing and that's when it kind of started and i actually started working and and doing it full time
1: and you're one of the rare cases i feel like especially here we have like 300 people come through idol and then maybe like one or two have a successful career what do you think sort of sets you apart from everybody else
2: i think mainly just because i came from somewhere else i mean i'm american but i grew up out of the United States, yeah. and so I think that the the benefit that I had was I could speak fluent English and write fluently in English. But uh, I had, you know, I, I, sp- I speak more than one language, yeah. so um, it really gave me the ability to do a lot more over there because the, they get very in Europe they get very excited to. Um, to have an artist that's local that can actually go worldwide yeah. or has the potential to go worldwide, um, so I think that was like one of the huge benefits for me, and also the fact that I didn't really do cookie cutter. I tried not to do cookie cutter pop music. I was like, I want to do soul, and my influences yeah. are Janis Joplin and, and Amy Winehouse, and you know, like, and Bill Withers and James Brown, and you know, people with really big soulful voices. So I think that that was the benefit that I had was that I was in a foreign country, but I sang fluently English, but I okay. was one of them. And then when I came here. Um, it helped that, oh, you're American, but you grew up somewhere else. Yeah. It's it's a benefit to kind of be... It's very beneficial to be a worldly kind of person, to have that experience.
1: Do you think it's harder to break into the music scene there or here? Or here, definitely here? Okay.
2: here. Um, It's a lot harder. Because there, it's not... And I hate to say this, it's not so corporate. Okay. Um, and it's not such a large scale. Because, again, you know the countries in Europe are a lot smaller. And yeah. so you break in one, you break in the second. You break, it, it t- it's step-by-step, step, but it goes a lot faster and it goes a lot easier because people also there it's not really defined by genre if they like your song they'll play it if they don't like it they won't play it it's not oh it's not pop enough so we won't cover yeah, it on this radio station um, exactly there it's like they'll play it regardless as long as it's a good record and it gets them you know people it gets listeners coming in so um, but in the US it's very much you gotta target a specific genre of radio then a specific genre of TV and then you gotta be in the right places And so it's a, it's not that it's impossible it's just a lot more complicated and you yeah. really gotta kind of weave your way through a lot of the like political It's a, it's different for me it's, it's been strange kind of getting used to it but i enjoy it all the same you know i as long as i get to share my music yeah. that's all i really care about
1: is it hard to sort of keep your artistic integrity and then at the same time you're like you know i thought it was gonna be hard woman. but i
2: insist okay. i, I kind of i'm i'm not a very stubborn person but when it comes to my music i i get quite stubborn i'm and I found a producer that, I've the producer I've worked on this new record with and, and a few other, the last, the new album that's going to be coming out within the next, the songs will be coming out the next few months. Um, We, I agreed right from the beginning. I said, look, I have a way of doing things. I have a vision for my yeah. career and a vision for my music. And I need you guys, to, I'll be very willing to cooperate and make things work so it's commercial and so that people actually like it. But uh, I'm not going to change who I am as an artist. You can't make me. And they said, okay, cool. And I say that to everybody I work with before I even start working with them when we were talking, you know, manager yeah. from managers to booking agents to, um, you know, stylists and makeup artists. I always say, look, I have a specific way I see myself as and want to present myself, and I need you guys to help me stick to that. And if you don't like it, then yeah. don't bother with me because I don't want to waste your time and you don't want to waste my time.
1: Well, and at the end of the day, it's your face on everything and exactly. your voice. Exactly, so and it it's my you life.
2: Are. You know, it's, it's my career, and I'm, I'm putting that out there, and it, it'll always come back to me. Nobody else is going to get blamed if something goes wrong or something's unlike, you know, that, like uncomfortable or not nice or unkind or or ugly or you know what I mean? It's all gonna come back to me. So I need to make sure that where I am is where and I honestly I want my fans to be happy with me, but at the end of the day I am a human being and I need to be happy with myself. So you know I kinda I'm stubborn with that. Yeah.
1: That's good though. So you started out writing a book before you ever wrote a song?
2: That that is true. Yeah my sister and I wrote a book when we were kids. How did you know that?
1: I did my research.
2: Wow. Yeah, I was uh, I was 12 or 13 and my sister was she's 3 years younger than me. And she's also a songwriter, a book writer. She does, you know, she wants to study, she's graduating high school, she wants to go study pre-law and oh, wow. become. So she's into a lot of she's very verbal, very good with her words. And then I was a songwriter from a very young age. So um we wrote a child we wrote a fairy tale book together when we were kids and my mom helped us out and and we actually got it published. And it's called The Lost Princess. And it's a really cute story about, you know, this this actually we came up with the frozen idea before Frozen mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not a novelty thing. It's like yeah. two sister princesses and, and, you know, the one sister gets lost and the other one has to go find her and goes through all these crazy cute adventures. So, yeah, that's amazing that you know that, by the way.
1: That's, well, it's really cool. It's a rare
2: book to find. We haven't published it in a really long time. So,
1: so then, do you think that sort of influenced your storytelling in your music? Because I, th- I feel like when I'm listening to your music, it is, it's not just like corny pop songs. Like, it's actually, like, well, thank you. meaningful.
2: Well, I try to put, you know, I'm not trying to be a philosopher here. I'm not yeah. trying to be like, oh, look how grand I am with my... My lyrics that mean something. I honestly just put my life into my work, and, okay. and it, it's the way I feel. Like I actually started writing because I had a hard time talking about myself. You know, okay. I was the I wasn't the quiet teenager, but I was very uncomfortable with my emotions, as as a lot of people in puberty are. It's very normal. Um, you know, <laughs> you're, you're uncomfortable. You're experiencing all these new things. You don't know what to do with it. Your parents don't. My parents don't understand yeah. me and the whole nine yards. And so um, that was my way of. I didn't rebel. I didn't get angry at people. I just put it into music, um, and so that was how i started writing ever in the beginning and and i just continued with that and and to this day i express things that have happened to me good and bad um in my music and also people that have things that have happened to my loved ones and my friends and even people on the streets i actually saw a couple one day on the street and they were just the way that they were together and the way that they were behaving um which was beautiful it was really romantic and very sweet and I went home and wrote a song about it and it's actually one, a song on one of my first albums is, is is about this couple that I just saw for five that's seconds cool. on the street. So I think human emotion is what inspires me because that's – I mean that's the most relatable thing in the world and it's also something that we all all – regardless of who we are, where we're from or whatever, yeah. we all deal with that at some point in our lives.
1: Do you think you would sing if you weren't writing your own songs? Uh no. I, hear okay.
2: I refuse. I've actually been offered songs from other people and I will work with them if they let me co write on it. Yeah. I will co write with people. I've co written a lot of stuff. But um no, I, I feel uncomfortable because it's just not me. It doesn't feel like me. Um it's it's not honest. Yeah. You know, it, it it's not and my voice doesn't come from I'm primarily a singer. I'm primarily a songwriter. I'm, I'm not an entertainer. I'm a voice of something. I speak for something, which is my soul and my identity. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to sing songs. I will cover things. Yeah. I will cover things, no problem. But even then, I'm picky with what I cover because I need to be able to find myself in that record. I need to be able to relate to it. So generally, I, I've written everything I've done, either written or co-written with yeah. someone
1: that 's cool though no, it 's refreshing to hear that in pop music. Um, who are some of the artists that sort of inspired your songwriting
2: um, well songwriting wise funny enough early early years it was Kelly Clarkson when I was no, a that's kid my girl. because she was the first idol um, winner, and I was about twelve or eleven when yeah. that happened. And I lost it. I loved her so much. I loved her first album, her second album. I love all her music, and and she's just so. That voice is very powerful, and and the lyrics were great too. I mean, you know, the song "Breakaway" that was written by Avril Lavigne is yeah. like one of the greatest pop songs to date, and I loved that record. And I thought it was just so honest. You know, trying not to. It was. She says something in the lyrics like, you know. um, uh, trying hard to speak out, but when I try to reach out, uh, feels like no one will hear me. Mm-hmm. And I just, as a 12 year old listening to that record, it was just so powerful to me that a female artist could go out there and say something yeah. like that. Um, so it was Kelly and then also, but the delivery was amazing. Kelly could really sing and she still can. So, um, and then I got into, when I got older, I started doing more research into older music and classics. So people like lyrically and voice wise, Frank Sinatra, um, Janis Joplin, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, um, you know, um, Heart back in the day i'm a really big acdc fan oh really i am because it's hard to hear sometimes but their lyrics are phenomenal they're really great like highway to hell is such a great song and not only because of the, the performance but the lyrics are great and it speaks a lot it says a lot you know it's like no stop signs no speed limits nobody's gonna slow me down i mean it's great great lyrics and then newer artists adele amy winehouse um joss stone i love sam smith i am currently very much in love with sam smith yes
1: I think um i think
2: everybody is <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) at this point um yeah just anything with anything with heart and soul anything even if it's not my genre anything with heart and soul i will listen to oh and queen i forgot queen Queen was a huge influence freddie mercury is my god basically
1: he is i think he is he is god (laughs) <laughs> so fast forward a little bit, you get on X Factor, and then you or American Idol, whatever we're going to call it, the
2: same thing, same
1: different, th- reality it, the competition is, show. Yeah,
2: language is different, and the judge panel is different because we have different celebrities yeah. over there. That's the only difference. But other than that, it's even the same logo. It's the same. Oh, thing. really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So then you have your first album come out, and run, 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 blows up, blows up. Yeah. What was that experience like?
2: It was nuts because it was it was a literal, and I'm not, I know everybody says literally, but it was literally an overnight success thing. Yeah. It we. Really released it without a video, by the way, because we didn't even have the money for a video. We just released the song, and it, it people were sharing it. They were blowing up radio station phones like, you need to play this record, and... Two weeks later, we, we scrambled to film a music video. We got the music video out and, and it just changed my life. It, it got me, I'm sitting here right now because I've been, that song happened.
1: It's crazy. And I
2: wrote that song at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, really? Because I couldn't sleep one night and I was just, I was like, I'm kind of drowsy and I was like, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. And I was like, oh, just pick up the, out yeah. of my, on my out of tune guitar at two o'clock in the morning. Trying to be quiet so I don't wake everybody else in the house up. I was like 16. Yeah, 16. And I wrote Run, Run, Run. And the next morning I played it for my sister and she said, this is going to be good. And my sister's my biggest critic. So if she says it's going to be good, it's going to be good. She says it's bad, it's bad. Um, And and then we went and recorded it, finished it up, and and it just happened. It just magically happened.
1: And it went everywhere. It did. Do you feel like now, because now we're working on the second album and that's usually the one that everybody's like, it's the make or break album. Do you feel like... You have to recreate that sound, or how do you go from there?
2: I feel like an artist should constantly reinvent him or herself. Okay. And I'm not saying, like, go one, you know, yeah. pull a 180, but I think it's a constant evolution. I think it, it needs to move on. And so I've done two albums in europe the first one was where run 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 was involved and then i did a second one which was kind of more of an evolution of that i was growing up because i was literally growing i'm still growing but i was a teenager aging to you know becoming more of a woman or an adult and now that i am kind of an adult i'm doing i did this album and i think that this one is more of an expression of what i've been through this this career because i've been working for five years yeah and uh the album is really very much about how it can get hard sometimes but then you realize you know you start doubting yourself as an artist there's always that period in in your career where you start thinking maybe i'm not doing the right thing maybe i shouldn't be here what if i'm not good enough yeah and i had that moment last year i had a crazy year for 2014 and and this album came from all that and so it it starts with it's got almost the album has a whole pattern okay so it starts with being like kind of starting to doubt yourself and being like oh it's hard which is one of the first records unpredictable is one of the first records on the album and it's also like i can't take this it's too unpredictable i can't i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going to happen and then it goes into these ballads where it's like a reflectory part where you're thinking like what should i do next i've got to get out of this i got to figure out what i'm going to do next and the album ends with a few anthem records where it's like i think you know the you know i love that kid story when i was a kid you know the 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 little train that could yeah is that what it was called yeah i think i can i think i can and and so those albums those last songs on the new album are like that they're kind of anthem building you can do this and i think everybody can find themselves in that and not everybody's in the music industry but i think everybody has had those moments In in life regardless
1: yeah right so you recorded it in Nashville?
2: No, I recorded it in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've worked with a producer named Earl Cohen, who, um, is a little bit more old school, but he's done some of the biggest records you've heard. I'm sure everybody's heard yeah. some, like, uh, he did Destiny's Child Records. He worked with Whitney Houston. He worked with, um, angel baker he worked with and the most latest the most recent thing he did was the fame record for lady gaga so he's worked with a lot of big female Mm -hmm. artists and then he's also also worked with a lot of big male artists but what appealed to me is we met and we clicked right away but also is just that he was really willing to push the boundaries and try something new for me as an artist because i walked in there they thought i was going to write another run 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 and i ended up writing other things and they were totally cool with it and they made sure we kept commercial but it was very freeing experience i really enjoyed it so that was you know that's what i've been doing for the last six or seven months
1: Is that talk to me about that experience? Because I can imagine it's not easy being vulnerable with somebody you don't know, and then or maybe you're used to it. But Um,
2: it's not; it never gets any easier. You kind of get used to it because you know you have to, because in order to get things done, you know you can't spend six months getting to know someone. You need to get them to know them like that. Um, But it's never easy because you're bearing your as a songwriter and as someone who puts soul into their music. And I'm not saying like soul is in the music. I mean my actual soul into the music. um, It's. It's hard. It's hard to open up to people. i I mean, i I cry in the studio during sessions and stuff. Not because nobody's nobody's bullying me. Nobody's being mean to yeah. me, but it's such an emotional experience to write, um, about your life that, uh, and also I'm not crying. I, when I say cry, I don't mean like just because I was upset. I, I'd get so happy that I'd start crying. And so it, and I'm not a very, I'm not a crier. I'm uh-huh. not someone who gets emotional, but whenever I get in that zone, it, uh, it turns into that. It, it, I get very sensitive and very aware of, you're talking about you and you're giving this, and this could possibly be shared with the world. I mean, it's very powerful to think about it. Um, but I enjoyed every minute of it because that's the thing. You kind of have to find the right producers you click with. And once you do, it, it's a great, it's a very comfortable space that's because cool. it, it's very easy to do it then. or And it gets easier with time as well.
1: It's nice to hear that too. Cause I think you always hear about people like getting the successful single and then they have a bajillion people telling them what to do. But you're still taking Well, it.
2: I only have that freedom because I'm, I'm an indie artist. I've mm. chosen not to get signed right away. I've chosen not to be involved with that because, not because I'm against it. It's it's a it's a great way to become a big artist. Yeah. All these major artists are signed to labels that support them and, and give them a lot of feedback and, and financially also, it's a huge backing. But at the same time, I think that I, right now, I still need to be creatively free Okay, because I have a vision for what I'm going to do. It's not just, oh, I want to get this song out. I'm so excited. Yeah. There's a whole process to what we're doing here. And it, I'm not, i don't want to make it sound all shady like we have plans but you know um we know we know what's going on but um it it, there's more to it there's 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 a whole story to this album and to the song unpredictable there's a whole we just filmed the music video and i wrote the script for the music video
1: oh that's cool so
2: because i knew where what i wanted it wasn't like oh let's make a music video where i just dance around for two hours it's like let's do something that tells a story um and everybody can and hopefully everybody can find themselves in it so yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be. It's a whole lot of hard work. I'm busier than a lot of people I know that are artists yeah. because I'm in charge of a lot of different things. I'm like my own creative director. So I'm on my own A&R person. So, and for those of you who don't know, an A&R person is uh, like the head of the creative, um, department in, in a label that mm-hmm. works directly with the artist on, you know, imaging and branding and, and from photo shoots to video shoots to album covers, all that. So, and the music especially. So, um, I'm my own A&R person, and and it's a lot of work. But I think it's worth it because I get to be who I want and who I really am. Do
1: you think you're going to eventually go after a major label?
2: Um, I think so eventually, yeah. I mean, I'm not against it at all, and I'd love to because it it opens so many doors. It opens so many doors for an artist, and especially I'm in pop, so you kind of need that. If you're an alternative or you're you know you're a punk or an alternative punk band or you know punk rock band it's a little bit different because that is the gritty side of yeah. the music it's this it's the only authentic side of the music business anymore is like you know the alternative rock yeah. scene or like the punk scene because it's still that's where it started and that's where it stayed, Um, which is great because you do – it's all based on touring and the fan base and, and being really close to the fans and recording in a garage studio. And and pop is a lot more polished and, and clean in a way that is almost plastic. Yeah. And so you kind of have to – if you want to get in the plastic and break the mold, you have to get into the plastic first. And, and that's why a lot of beautifully, wonderfully talented artists go in there and do one really plastic record, and then when they do really well, they go and do their do own thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's... But I kind of don't want to do that. Well, it's actually I don't know interesting to listening plastic. to your music
1: that it, the the vocals are still raw, right. which is not common in pop music to not right. have everything super produced and sound like. But the then same. again,
2: you have people like Sam Smith and Adele yeah, who they, broke that mold because they had really pop productions, but they stuck to the voice was 100 yeah. honest you hear sam smith you think he's crying in the mic which is amazing because mm-hmm. you don't get that in pop music anymore um or adele i yeah. mean she makes grown men cry you know it's that's what i want to do i mean i don't, I don't want to make people cry i'm sorry but uh that's not <laughs> Cry what happy I mean. tears but cry happy tears exactly no but i mean i really want to evoke some kind of emotion and i, and I really want to be able to be honest because if people don't like me for who i really am might as well not do this job That's true. you know
1: so is there one song on the new album that kind of speaks to you the most
2: oh yeah oh yeah uh, there's tell there's me about two that. actually okay, tell me about both of them. um so i they're they're hard to explain because they're so different from each other it's weird and I get, i'm gonna freak people out and think the album is like one big roller coaster right of songs but um one of them is called machine and it's a ballad. It's a guitar ballad. We did it with this with uh, a guy who's Sting's guitarist. His name's Nick and this cool cat who just amazing guitarist. And he walked in. He's like, I'm going to play something you sing. And that's how we write. So um, I wrote a song called Machine. And the song is um, uh, it, it's about being vulnerable, but not being able to show it where you're in a world where you can't you're going to hurt people or you're going to disappoint someone or you're going to you're going to ruin something if you show how vulnerable you really are and the chorus says i'm not a machine i want to break through i want to love you but um i bruise and i bleed um i want to love you but i know it's no use but i'm not a machine um and that's the chorus of the song so it's really about
1: that's good (laughs) thank
2: you but um it's really. I think we all go through that. Yeah. I think we all go through a moment where it's just like, I wish somebody would pay attention. I wish somebody would come and help me, but it doesn't happen, and then that's it's hard. You do survive it though. You yeah. do survive it, but it's it, when you're in that moment, it's very hard. And then the second song is called um, <laughs> the second song is called "Gods of War." Okay, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, that that name tends to scare people. It's a it's a crazy mashup of Sparta 300, the movie meets. Queen meets a little bit of ACDC meets a little bit of Lord kind of thing where, and we didn't do that intentionally, it was just like it happened. Yeah. Um, And that song is an anthem song and it's, it's kind of a dark, it goes into that like, um, dark place and it's an anthem song so it's not just it's not depressing it's like we are we are we are the gods of war and it's like this big screen like big hollering anthem so i love that record because it's just so empowering to me i feel like pumped i'm like yeah i can do this you know so that's why i like that record
1: do we have a release date in mind
2: for the album not quite yet but we okay. do have unpredictable is is out and will be out officially very soon it's already available on iTunes so you guys can check it out and the music video will be out next week Okay awesome um and as for the album we're going to wait but we're going to be putting out these songs one by one so okay. so you so guys, we guys will get get to music. hear them. absolutely
1: And then do we have plans for a tour?
2: Not yet not yet not yet it's all very sudden we're kind of releasing okay. the song very quickly and we're kind of waiting to see what happens so well we're we're not waiting we're doing yeah. a lot of stuff on the side but uh But, uh, yeah, I mean, very soon there will be dates, very soon. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank today. you so much for having me. Go ahead and plug your website, plug your social media.
2: Uh, website is CelesteBuckingham.com. If you'd like to get any social media content or personal content, you can go to Celeste Buckingham Official, that's the Facebook page. And Instagram and Twitter are the same thing. It's C E L Buckingham. Sell Buckingham. Thank you guys.
1: Awesome. Thanks again. If you guys want more from Afterbuzz TV, you can find it on afterbuzzTV.com or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Afterbuzz TV. Don't forget to buy Unpredictable on iTunes. Yes, thank you. For Celeste, I'm Jason Eichler. We will see you guys back in here next time.
2: Bye, guys.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.